0: This is the DNVR Buffs Podcast presented by the American Raptors. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com, get yourself a free ticket to one of their rugby matches or stream all their games for free. Again, that is AmericanRaptors.com. Today on the DNVR Buffs Podcast, we are going to be recapping week four in the Pac-12, a very exciting week. First week that the conference has all been within conference play, all 12 teams playing each other in six games. We, of course, will not go into the UCLA-Colorado game, as we covered that on Saturday evening. Before we get into the Pac-12 recap, though, we did speak to Carl Durrell today. Just wanted to give you guys a few updates on that end. It seems like Owen McCown has earned outright the starting quarterback position for your Colorado Buffaloes. Darrell confirming today that he will be the starter moving forward, at least this week. Uh, We'll see if the red shirt burning comes into play at some point, Uh, but count on seeing Owen McCown for the near future when you watch the Buffs play football. Also, we got some updates on injuries. It seems like Chase Sewell, Alex Fontenot, and Isaiah Lewis are going to be doubtful going into this Arizona game. Not really sure what happened with Chase Sewell or Isaiah Lewis. Uh, but of course, Alex Fontenot dealing with that injury from the targeting call in the Air Force game, still having some issues with that in- injury. It should be another big week for uh, at least Charlie Offerdahl. We'll see if Deion Smith and Jaylee Stacks are able to get more involved. Jaylee Stacks was not on the field last week, also, but it does sound like that was just a one week thing. He should be back in time to play the Wildcats this week. Uh, we will talk to Dion, or I'm going to try to talk to Dion tomorrow, try and get more information on what's going on there in the backfield and his perspective on things. And then I think, I don't want to you know, make promises I can't keep here, but I think we are going to be able to talk to Om McCown very shortly, as soon as tomorrow. Uh, hopefully we can do that and we can bring some quotes from the new guy for the Buffaloes. With that, though, uh, we're going to get into the recap. Afterwards, we're going to... Talk a bit about uh, the October schedule and just the upcoming slate for the Buffs. But we're going to start in Pullman, Washington, where the 15th ranked Oregon Ducks made the trip to play the Cougars of Washington State, a game that a lot of people circled, us included at DMVR on the draft pod. We circled this one as a potential upset spot for the Cougars. And it was right on track all the way up until the very end, really. Uh, through the third quarter, the score was 27. To 15, uh, Washington State leading, covering and winning outright. Cameron Ward playing pretty well, 37-48, uh, of 375 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Of course, that interception at the end, though, being the downfall for the Cougars on that day. But Bo Nix played well again. Uh, Got to give credit to him. This time on the road, too. Uh, made a lot of comments just about Bo Nix's play home and away. Uh, away he is much much worse than he plays at home you saw that uh, just a week ago when BYU came into town to play the Ducks Uh, he had five total touchdowns not as great I mean the numbers do look pretty good if you're looking just at the box score here 33 at 44 428 yards three touchdowns one interception we'll get to that interception shortly Bo Nix also added 30 yards on the ground but it was a game that the Cougars really just choked away more so than anything Uh, it's a battle of two good college quarterbacks. Both guys were singling it, but both guys also showed why they are only good college quarterbacks with some terrible, terrible pick sixes. The one on Bo Nix, I mean, it's really hard to say which one was worse. I think from an actual football standpoint, maybe the Bo Nix one was worse, but the Cameron Ward one at the end was pretty bad too. But Bo Nix just staring down a receiver opposite side of the field, lets it fly. It is picked off and returned a very long way, 95 yards for a touchdown by Francisco Maui Goa uh, Mace Funa had the pick six for the Oregon Ducks. That one very bad too. It was a screen play to the top of the screen. Uh, Ward just threw it right to right to Funa, and it was game over at that point. Uh, I mean, Washington State had a chance to come back and try and win the game, but that pick really just I mean it just flattened them. Uh, there was no coming back from that. They were able to mount a drive. And uh, score at the end of the game to make the score look closer, forty-four to forty-one. The, the Cougars did cover in terms of against the spread, uh, so that's something important if you are invested in the Cougars. If you had the money line though, no dice. They of course fall short. Um, I mean, we talked we talked about this a couple times, uh, especially after they played Wisconsin and then they they put a shellacking on Colorado State last week. This Washington State Cougars did, but this team is pretty good. They're for real. They're much improved. I mean, they had a little bit of hiccups in Week One against Idaho. I was pretty low on them after that game. I thought, man, with Wisconsin coming up and all these teams, Oregon, USC coming up, I just don't see the Cougars hanging around much in terms of the Pac-12 landscape. But it seems like they're here, and they very had a they had a real chance to upset the Ducks. We'll see if they get that shot though. Uh, they've got a beast a beast of a schedule coming up starting on October 8th at USC and then the next week at Oregon State. And then they have a bye week. Then they welcome in the Utes to Pullman. Moving on, though, to the next game, USC and Oregon State. This one was probably the headliner of the weekend as far as I was concerned. I was really looking forward to this game. I've talked a lot about Oregon State. I've been telling you guys this team has greatly improved, and I think they proved it as they went up against the Trojans, gave them all they could handle. Uh, Caleb Williams finds Jordan Addison. Late, late, late in the game to hit a honey hole shot between the safety and cornerback for a touchdown. Before that, Caleb Williams was really shaky and unable to find Addison until the third quarter. Uh, The USC offense really, really struggled. Travis Dye, though, was probably the one consistent factor for the Trojans until Caleb Williams kind of kicked it into superhero mode at the end there. But Travis Dye looks really amazing for the Trojans. Uh, He's quick and violent in his cuts. Um, He just looks bigger. For the Trojans than he ever did at Oregon State too. I guess that's the advantage of having played so many years in college football. Travis Dye, of course, was at Oregon for the first four years of his career starting in 2018. Uh, Had 1,200 yards on the ground last year for the Ducks before coming over to the Trojans and hasn't missed a beat. If anything, he's gotten better. The leading receiver for USC was actually Taj Washington, six receptions, 67 yards. But Mario Williams, on the one reception he had for 22 yards, he still looks legit, man. He's going to be an NFL player. Brendan Rice, the former buff, three receptions, 28 yards. Also returning some kicks for the Trojans. Uh, Nothing too spectacular on that end, though. But Oregon State, I mean, this is a balanced team. They didn't, I mean, you look at the yardage here, and it doesn't really seem that impressive. Um, in terms of passing yards, 167 for Chance Nolan and the State Oregon State Beavers, 153 total rushing yards on 31 attempts, so that's a 4.9 yards per carry average. In terms of total yardage, I mean they were right there with the Trojans. The Trojans only outgained the Beavers by 37 yards, so they were neck and neck throughout the game. I think though the really the the one factor that turned the tides for Oregon State and what really stopped a lot of their Uh, potential drives to go down and score four interceptions for Chance Nolan this USC defense just has a knack for creating turnovers mentioned that from week one Makai Blackman with a very very impressive uh, interception deep down the field late in the game one of the plays of the season so far for a Pac-12 defensive back both these teams are really good though Uh, I don't come out of this feeling any different about Oregon State and honestly I don't come out of this feeling any much different about the Trojans the Trojans have had some trouble going down to Corvallis and playing good football, or Corvallis, sorry. Uh, I think it was the last three games before this one, Oregon State has managed to beat USC when they are playing in Corvallis. Uh, so USC kind of exercising some demons on Saturday, getting that win. Uh, as I mentioned, not a very impressive game for Caleb Williams. 16-36, 180. Just looked off so often early, in, uh, early on in the game eventually turned it on, used the legs a bit more in that final drive. And that is what pushed the Trojans over the top to retain a top 10 rating. They actually move up to number six in both the coaches and AP poll after that win. Oregon State not quite getting the respect that they deserve, I think, at this point. Uh, Not even in the receiving votes section here I'm seeing for the AP poll. Oh, they are in the receiving votes with 16 votes received uh, only seven in the coaches' poll, so still some work to do. But I think that eventually, at some point, we're going to see the Beavers rank this season. Moving on to the next game, uh, another one of the Titans in the in the Pac-12. That is the Washington Huskies. Michael Penix Jr. really just balling out for the Huskies, man. 22 to 37, 309 yards and two touchdowns. The lefty just slinging it all over the place. Rome Adunze eight receptions, 161 yards and one touchdown. It seems like Penix and Adunze are really generating some chemistry and have found something that this offense can rely on. Adunze had a big game against Stanford. Didn't do much against Missus uh, Michigan State. Um, played well against Kent State, but you know it's Kent State. This one really proved that he was for real to me. And on the Stanford side, Tanner McKee, the quarterback for the Cardinal, has been really impressive so far. I mean, he fits into the Davis Webb, or the not Davis Webb, I'm sorry, Davis Mills mold that we've seen of these Stanford quarterbacks of late, post-Andrew Luck. They're big, they're tall, they've got a good arm, and they just operate the offense really efficiently. Casey Filkins going for 20 carries, 100 yards for the Cardinal. Michael Wilson's a guy to watch out for, receiver for the Cardinal. Six receptions, 176 yards, and two touchdowns. He is number four and a senior. Someone to watch out for, for sure, though. As Stanford, I mean, they're not quite the Stanford that we're used to seeing Uh, of those Andrew Luck teams 10 years ago or so. They're not at the class of the Pac-12 anymore. But they have shown that they can hang with some of these teams. Um, It was 17-7 at halftime against Washington. Washington just ended up pulling away late. Stanford had a bit of a comeback in the fourth quarter, but it just wasn't enough. I'm pretty sure Washington covered this game, though. Yeah, it was a 14-point line, so Washington covers again if you are on that side. Defensively, um, there's not much really to write home about other than the fact that the Washington defense had eight sacks. Eight sacks is just a crazy amount. Uh, It's almost, I mean, Carson Wentz was getting destroyed yesterday for The Commanders. I think they were sacked nine times when they played the Eagles. Uh, So, Washington, well rounded on both sides of the ball, definitely in contention for being one of the best in the Pac 12. Before we move on to our next game, though, I want to talk to you guys about Game Time. Game Time is an amazing app that helps you get last minute tickets to the games that you want to go to. Use it for Buffs games, use it for Broncos games, hell, use it for the Avs and the Nuggets coming up here. Check the morning of the game and then check in the hours leading up to game for the best prices on tickets that you maybe thought that you would never be able to sit in. Head on over to the game time app that is in the description of this podcast. It'll be in the description and the site too. If you love DMVR, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in that description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Also, shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. I don't have to tell you guys, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official betting partner of the NFL. A fun weekend. Uh, I got kind of blown away last week. I got saved by DraftKings promotion actually last night, which was bet on the Broncos money line. If they lead at any time, they will pay out. Uh, They paid out early like they said they did, but you didn't really have to worry about that because – As we all know at this point, the Broncos managed to pull out the win, a hard-fought, tough win over the 49ers. For the pick of the week this week, let's go back to the well. Let's go to the Broncos. Two-point dogs visiting the Raiders. The Raiders having a lot of issues to fix. Derek Carr not really looking like the player he was in previous seasons, kind of reverting back to the player he was about five years ago or so. The Broncos are dogs on the road, but plus two. For this team, one of the best defenses in the NFL, you have to imagine they can create some turnovers. I will be hitting that, and that is the pick of the week for DraftKings. To make things even sweeter, though, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. It's code DMVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, going to take a quick hydration break here. You got water near you? Drink up, man. Hydrate. All right, now that we're all hydrated and ready to go, let's continue on recapping the Pac-12 this week. Next game, we're going to go to another Titan in the Pac-12. The Utah Utes traveled to Tempe to play the Arizona State Sun Devils. Um, there's not much to really tell you about this game, honestly. It was pretty easy for the Utes from the get-go. Jumped out to a 14-0 lead with two touchdowns to tight end Dalton Kincaid. He went off for four receptions, 66 yards, and those two touchdowns. Other than that, though, a quite pedestrian day. I think the biggest news to come from this game, actually, is the fact that star tight end Brant Keithy for the Utes, their starter ahead of Dalton Kincaid, Lost for the season now with an apparent knee injury. He does qualify for a redshirt season and could return to the team in 2023. But this is a guy who does have NFL draft hopes and is someone that I'm sure that many of the scouts and people making decisions in the NFL are already well aware of and interested in his talents. A loss for the draft community, a loss for the Pac-12 in terms of the draft and NFL players too. But we'll see. Hopefully Keithy can come back and fully recover. But Dalton Kincaid, there's going to be a huge opportunity for him now. He is another stud tight end. Uh, He's also a senior for the Utes. But the leading receiver was actually Thomas Yasmin. This is a junior tight end. So another tight end for the Utes. Uh, He only had one catch, but it went for 72 yards against the Sun Devils. Cam Rising played well, 19-29, 260 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw one interception. But ultimately, it didn't really matter. The Sun Devils, though, man, this is a team that's just reeling. Obviously, Herm Edwards was fired last week. They don't have a head coach at the moment, um, and they're just—I just—I don't—I don't really know what else this team is going to be able to do this year. Emery Jones is a fine player at quarterback with dual threat ability. He went twenty-one to thirty-six, two hundred sixty-one yards, had one touchdown, threw two interceptions. Elijah Badger, uh, the receiver for the Sun Devils, has played fairly well to this point last week against Utah, five receptions, 76 yards. Uh, Hasn't really done too much, but has remained consistent throughout the year in terms of production. Has racked up 91 yards against Oklahoma State, had 88 yards last week against Eastern Michigan. But in terms of this team as a whole, I think this is one that you got to circle on the buff schedule. We'll get to the schedule after we wrap up, though. The next game... Uh, This includes the opponent this week for the Buffs, and that is the Arizona Wildcats. They traveled to Berkeley to play the California Golden Bears. The Bears won this game pretty handily, 49-31. It was close early on at halftime. It was a 24-21 lead for the Wildcats. Eventually, Cal just overpowered, though, led by Jaden Ott, the running back for the Golden Bears. He is a freshman and ran for 274 yards off 19 carries, adding three touchdowns. The Wildcats just could not tackle this guy. He had a few big runs. He had runs where he ran tough and threw piles, which led to touchdowns. That's a 14.4 yards per carry average, though, for Jaden Ott. Someone to circle and look out for when the Buffs welcome the Golden Bears in just a few weeks. Jack Plummer played well for the Bears, 18-28, 245 yards and three touchdowns. But let's go to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about Arizona now. We'll get into some more Arizona talk as we go through the week. But as I've mentioned, as we've done these Pac-12 recaps, man, Jaden DeLore, the quarterback formerly for the Washington State Cougars, transfers over to Arizona, has been throwing darts. And he's been throwing a lot of them to Jacob Cowing, the transfer from UTEP. Seven receptions, 133 yards and a touchdown for Cowing. Also, big game for Dorian Singer, eight receptions, 103 yards for the sophomore. And then, oh man, bless me with this name, Tatairoa McMillan uh, as a freshman that has really stood out and was one of the bigger recruits in the program history, was a four-star guy from California, came in and is already paying dividends for the Wildcats, scored a touchdown in week one against San Diego State with some modest yardage against San Diego State and Mississippi State, 53 and 69 respectively, also nice. Against Cal, three receptions, 59 yards, and one touchdown. This is a 6'5", 200-pound player, though. This is someone that could really present problems for the Buffs not only this year, but in the coming years when they face the Wildcats. Defensively, though, the Wildcats, man, this is where the Buffs really got to find offensive momentum in this game, I think. As I mentioned, they allowed Jaden Ott to run all over them, but as a team total, the Bears rushed for 354 yards on 38 carries. That's a 9.3 yards per carry average. This is something the Buffs have to take advantage of, and there are plenty of throwing lanes for Plummer also. Uh, this Wildcats defense is still sort of finding, some, finding themselves, finding an identity, and it's something that the Buffs are going to have to take account of and just really... That's where you got to get that momentum going on offense. When you have these opponents coming in, I mean, these are opportunities for you to get going, especially with the freshman quarterback and Owen McCown. Having a defense that is able to be ran on and passed on like this should be a real opportunity for growth, not only for McCown, but this offense. That's going to wrap it up for the Pac-12 recap this week. Before we wrap up the show, though, let's talk about Breckenridge Brewery turning into one of my favorite Favorite breweries, not only because they're a sponsor, but because they have damn good beer. Shout out to the Strawberry Sky, knocked back a couple of those at the bar yesterday, watching some NFL football. But also, want to remind you Breckenridge Brewery has a birthday coming up that's 32 years young, kicking off the fall with some live music, food, beer, and games October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location. Check out the link in the description or breckbrew.com for more details on tickets and artists' lineup. You guys will be hearing plenty about that moving forward. As we wrap up the show, just some schedule talk here. Obviously, the Wildcats are coming in, and then you have a bye next week. I don't know if this is an opportunity for the Buffs to make a change at the head coaching position, um, but I think you got to circle this next coming two weeks or so With the bye week, if things go ugly for the Buffs against Arizona, uh, of course, who are traveling to Tucson to play the Wildcats, um, I I don't want to say you should expect anything, but it looks like that might be the first real opportunity for the Buffs to make a change. Later on in the schedule, though, we just talked about Cal, um, and we got a pretty good look at them against Arizona. As I mentioned, they put up numbers both on the air and the ground, but I don't think this is a team that should, you know, inflict the fear of God into the Buffs. This is a team that, yeah, they ran the ball well. Yeah, they have a quarterback that played well. But there's not anything special that stands about, stands out about that team. If you show genuine improvement at Arizona against the Wildcats, if McCown can take another step early on in his career and start to get some of these veteran receivers more involved and some real explosive plays occurring without the use of the run game, these next two weeks I think are going to be huge for the Buffs and, dare I say it, potentially winnable for them moving on though oregon state on the 22nd this game just looks like a worse and worse matchup for the buffs um it wouldn't surprise me if at that matchup on the 22nd in corvallis this is the best football team that the buffs have played so far at this point and that's saying a lot as they went up against minnesota and air force ucla wasn't a slouch either but this oregon state team is for real used the game last week against usc for evidence and then finally the 29th The Buffs have Arizona State coming to town. As I mentioned, this is a team that's reeling. This is a team that doesn't have a head coach. Maybe the Buffs find themselves in a similar position around this point. But this is a team that's so beatable. It's so beatable. I know the Buffs have been bad. And I know that they've really struggled on both sides of the ball at this point in terms of finding momentum offensively and generating stops defensively. But that's got to be a get-right game. You have to have that one circled. But some nice warm-ups uh, on the road, going into Tucson is going to be rough. But you have that bye week in between to kind of tune up for the Bears. So I, I would circle the Bears and the Sun Devils, man. Those are huge games for you. And then, I mean, against Oregon State and then the whole November slate is a totally different story. I don't think we're quite in that territory of talking upset yet. But that's going to do it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Check me out on Twitter at JakeDNVR. Check out the beat at DNVR underscore Buffs. Also, if you are one of those people listening all the way to the end, that shows me you're a diehard. If you're a diehard and enjoying this podcast, please go on to iTunes and Spotify, whatever your podcasting service of choice is. How about leaving us a five-star review, letting us know some of your thoughts in those reviews also. Maybe we can read out some of those over the show in the next coming weeks. Until Wednesday, we are still planning on doing some sort of live show. Details will be coming out on that. Uh, Check Check the Twitters on uh, Wednesday morning. Everything should be ironed out and we should have the details for Wednesday's show that morning. Also on Friday, hoping that we can get some crossover content with our PHNX Wildcat guys. Hopefully we can get Mike Luke on the show. Stay tuned for that also. But until then, guys, sco buffs.